It was one year ago when I woke up unemployed with no salary, no medical benefits, no boss, nothing on my calendar, and for the first time in my adult life, no company that was part of my identity. One year ago this week is when that happened, and I want to share with you in this episode five things I have learned in the last year. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's biggest companies. You can find out more about our firm at LoneRockConsulting.com. You can find out more about the 30-day leadership development challenge that is taken off. Man, we are thrilled with how this is going. It can transform your ability to lead other people. We share in this experience what, we, what we've learned in the decades that we've been coaching and consulting executives. You can find out more about what I'm talking about at leadin30.com, leadin30.com. Okay, hard to believe, <laughs> really hard to believe, but it's been a year. One year ago, at the time that this podcast episode is going out, uh, it will have been a year since um, I became unemployed, when I I woke up, some of you might have read. Um, I tell I tell the story in the introduction of our latest book, The Great Resignation, and uh, so some of you have read it. I've shared bits and pieces in previous podcast episodes. In this show, I want to walk you through kind of the last twelve months, share a little bit more of what's happened behind the scenes, my feelings, what I've experienced, and then five things that I've learned that hopefully will bring you some value. I'm not, I'm, this isn't an episode about advocating leaving a company or becoming an entrepreneur, it, it, none of that. I mean, for some of you, that's absolutely a path that you're interested in. Some of you are on it. You've been on that path forever. You've never worked for somebody else. And others, you're, you're in the corporate world and you're good there. But I, I, I think you can still pick up some lessons. I hope you can still pick up some value from this from this episode and some of my lessons, some of my experiences. And um, maybe it's just interesting to you anyway. OK, so the backstory on this, without giving you too many details and boring you, is as many of you know, I worked for the better part of the last decade for a consulting firm. I never saw myself as being a consultant. I never thought of myself as someone who would travel around the world, you know, 165 flights a year, walking into boardrooms and ballrooms with the senior leaders of companies like Amazon, Walmart, Cigna, Lockheed Martin, the list is long and varied, and, and being uh, charging a significant amount of money for them to have access to my coaching. Like I never in my wildest dreams of the last 20, 30 years, ever thought that would happen. But I was recruited by a consulting firm, uh, ended up, long story short, ended up joining them, and then I got put on these accounts, and that is exactly what happened. Then the the uh, founders of that consulting firm, who had built it into an amazing company, sold. And they sold to private equity, and some of you have been through an experience like that before you know the world changes. 
And I love the company I worked for. I, I have so many friends that are still there. I believe in their, their mission and what they're trying to do. What happened, though, is the company started to shift directions and went through a lot of different executives. Um, there's nobody left on that executive team that was there when I was hired. Nobody. And, um, and, but, but they've got great people. They've got great people on, on the team. And, um, and so the company changed directions and it was no longer um, seeking to do the things that I liked and was best at. And so the last year I was, I was at the firm, I was in the top three as far as revenue generators in the company, working on the biggest account by far that we'd ever had with a lot of the other, most, most of the biggest accounts I was on, I was a part of. I'm not saying that to flex because I, I mean it with all humility. Um, I just was, I was right in the middle of everything, right? And, uh, and worked alongside incredibly talented people. And, and then it was just time to go. And the company, I remember getting a phone call a year ago this week from my boss. And he basically said, Russ, I mean, the writing is on the wall. You, you don't, you don't feel like you're a good fit here anymore. You don't think you're a good fit. You're frustrated. We're frustrated that you're frustrated. Why don't you go do something else? And I remember on that call going, wait, what? Like you're kind of shoving me out. And, and, and yet at the same time, I'd, I'd been walking away from the company for like two years and I was still working hard and, and contributing in all the ways I was, I, I just said, but I, I, it, the, the passion was fading and it wasn't the right fit anymore. And so this was the call where it was like, l- we already know how this is going to end. So let's just end it. And then the next, and, and in that call, by the way, when the call first started, I thought, wait, I'm not quite ready. Like, okay, yeah, I've been thinking about this, but uh, like, I don't have a plan and I haven't thought through all of that. And there is no backup plan right now. And wait. And then, then I had this, it was actually a spiritual experience for me. That's the best way I can describe it. Where I had this overwhelming feeling like this is totally right. This is, um, this is exactly what should happen and you're going to thrive. Like, that's what I felt. And so the call in and I was like smiling, like, okay, let's go. Went and told my wife and she's like, uh, excuse me. Like, you're not working there anymore. I'm like, well, you know, we knew this was coming, but yeah, we didn't know it was going to come right now. And, um, and then I woke up the next morning and I write about this in the great resignation. Uh, I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm thinking, why am I not scared? Why am I not full of fear? Shouldn't I be fearful? Like, shouldn't I be concerned? And instead I had like this massive grin and I was at total peace and I was so excited. And then the phone started ringing and, um, and the rest is history. It was just, okay, well, I guess we're going to figure this out. And, um, and that gets me into my list of, of five things that I've learned. By the way, I'm still breathing a year later. I, um, I, I'm, I'm, it's been the most amazing year and I am so grateful, um, that all that happened. It ha- I have thrived in the last year and I can't imagine it being any other way. So again, this isn't an episode where I'm advocating any major change in your life. I'm just sharing, 
um, some lessons that I've learned. Okay, here is the, the uh, no, no particular order, but here are the five things. Number one, you've, and you've heard me say this, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, and I, I got this from Naval Ravikant. He is the visionary who shared this line of wisdom that I went, oh my gosh, he's totally right. I've never thought of it like that way. And, and the first lesson is addiction to salary is miserable. An addiction to a salary is miserable. I've learned that. And, and I, I thought, well, I have to have income from a company. Like I have to be on a payroll and I have to have a steady check coming from them. And I need it to, I mean, like everyone needs income, right? Well, most people do. And, um, but we had made what I hope were smart, conservative decisions over the years as a family. And so we weren't living paycheck to paycheck. Like a lot of you, we weren't. And uh, we weren't filthy rich, but um, I didn't need that job. Like I could go a while with no income and we'd be just fine. And, um, and that provided so much security, so little stress, like it eased the stress so much. It gave me opportunity and choices and so many people to Naval Ravikant's point, they're trapped, they're slaves because they have to have this week's paycheck, they have to, they have to just figure out how to keep working at that company they're at, because what other option do they have? And they, they've got to have that paycheck on this Friday or the following Friday. And if that goes away, then, and you just become addicted to a salary. And so th- there are all kinds of, this isn't an episode about just that topic that, that that's a whole nother episode, but what my strongest advice to anyone who's in that situation is um, get out of it. And that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It can take years, but you live beneath your means. You're smart. You put money away. You lower your expenses. You go without certain luxuries of life and you just start to, and you make investments and you do different things. And over time, that addiction is gone. And so that's lesson number one. Addiction to salary is miserable. I've realized that. Number two, relationships are everything. You all, bringing value to a client, a customer, other people, just serving them, having confidence and and skills and abilities and humility and doing all of that and being real leads to relationships that will serve you well in the long run. And so I've tried to bring tons of value to clients, different leaders and executives and companies that we've worked with over the years. And guess what happened? They've called me. They've sent me direct messages. I mean, I've had this happen in just the last few weeks, numerous times. Oh, I haven't talked to her in four years. Oh, I haven't talked to him in two years. Oh, it's been six months since that person. And they need something. They Something comes up. They switch jobs. Something happens in their company. What, whatever it might be in the world you live in, relationships are everything. And when you bring value, you serve that customer, you take care of them, you create the right experience, then that's going to that's gonna come back and pay dividends and interest payments for a long time. And that's the second lesson I've learned. Number three, what you value changes and may no longer be aligned to the position you're in. 
So lesson number three, what you value changes. You may, you, some of you may have heard the episode I did about what we call the value grid. And Jared, who co-founded Lone Rock Consulting with me last year in 2020, um, wait, this is 2020, 2021, um, we, 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 we made this model, this framework called the value grid. I taught it in a previous episode. And, and the basic concept is this. What you value at your age right now, let's say you're 35. It's different than what you valued at 25. Let's say you're 55. What you value now is different than when you were at 45. And so when I was young, when I was just getting into business, what I valued was growth opportunity, development, salary, income, um, salary, compensation increases, um, working for a steady company, that a consistent income, all that mattered. Now, that stuff doesn't matter as much. What matters most is freedom. I no longer can tolerate at the age I'm at now, the stage I'm at in my career, I cannot tolerate, thrive, survive in an environment where I am required to attend meetings that are a colossal waste of time. I can't do it anymore. Like the 25-year-old me, I loved it. Like I'm in the room, I'm in the boardroom. Like, wow, this is amazing. I'm part of this company that I, I didn't even, I didn't even care. Like I just valued being there. Now at my current age, I don't want, I don't want to be in that meeting unless it's productive, unless it's got a purpose, unless we're making decisions and we're innovating and we're expanding and we're scaling. And so I found myself in so many meetings. I found myself under so many policies. I found myself around people that I didn't want to work with, some people, and who weren't bringing value. I found myself in companies where we were tolerating departments that weren't getting it done. And it was driving me insane. Like, why are we keeping that person here? Why are we, why are we rolling out that policy that's a total waste? Why are we having this meeting that's the fourth discussion in a row where we just need to decide, we just need to go. And so th those things I started to value more at my current age in the last few years. And I was not in a position in a situation that was aligned to that. You with me? And so the third thing that I've learned in the last year is when you do create alignment between your position, the role you're in, where you're at right now, and what you value most Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's a game changer. You will be so fulfilled. And so the short version on this, if you haven't listened to that episode, just a quick review is you write down, you type up on Apple notes or wherever the thing, the five things you value most. I value, um, compensation growth. Number one, or maybe number one is time with my family, or maybe number one is control of my schedule, or maybe number one is growth opportunity, or maybe whatever it is. And you, you type those up, you come up with a list of like 10, 15 of them. Then you cross a bunch of them off. You decide and you put them in order. Yeah, that's definitely number one. That's number two. That's number three right now. And then you look at your current situation and you see which of these are, are not aligned. Like I can't do that. That's, or that's not happening. And if three or four of your top five aren't aligned, it's time to change. Get out of that job. Leave that company. Transfer departments, whatever you need to do, or change what you value. One of the two has to change. Otherwise, you are miserable. Okay? 
So that's number three. Number four, lessons I've learned in the last year being unemployed. Um, Number four is uh, creating is a human need. And by the way, you all, if you're interested in like everything I'm mentioning on this list, I've done episodes about. In the last 12 months, as I've gained this insight or I've learned it, I've just hit record on my phone, on my iPhone, or here in the home, in my home office, my studio, and I've just done an episode on. So I've captured a lot of this in greater detail over the last 12 months. If you want to scroll back to some of the episodes, I did a whole episode on creating and, and it's something I absolutely have discovered when you, when there are limitations placed on your ability to create, and you can define that however you need to define that. It's going to, it's going to vary based on your industry, your job, your role, your age, all those sorts of things, how you define that word create. When, when there are limitations placed on your ability to create, to build, to, to ideate, to innovate, to design, um, to grow, you're unhappy. It's just a human need. We have this human need to build, create, um, ideate, design. And when we're limited in our ability to do that, we, there's just no way we can be as engaged or at our potential. And I've learned that last year. I have been creating like mad in the last year. I have no limitations. And so it is awesome. And you know what's driving where I'm going in the creation? What the market needs. What do clients need? What are people willing to pay for? What do they want to pay for? What problems do they need solved? What do I have expertise or skill or wisdom or experience in? What unique things can I bring to the market and what, what do the clients need? And I'm just going there like the market's dictating. We've made mistakes. We've we've created stuff and gone, uh, nobody wants that or nobody showed up for that or they aren't paying what we want them to pay for that or whatever it might be. Um, that certainly happened. But when you're not addicted to a salary and you're in an environment where you can be startup scrappy, who cares? OK, that one sucked. We failed. Move on. So the fifth thing, the last thing that I've learned in the last year, and there's more, but this is just the list that I I typed up on my phone when I was thinking about this, realizing the one year anniversary is coming up and I'm just so stinking stoked about it. I like this year flew by so fast. Amazing. I just, I'm, I'm in, I just love the environment I'm in. Okay. So number five, scaling is where the real value is. How do you scale Whatever it is you do. So let me, let me give you an example. So, um, I am one of the things I value is, um, income or revenue or compensation growth. Like it doesn't have to be crazy, whatever, but if I'm not increasing that from year to year, well, that sucks. And I, I take control of that. Like, I don't ever want to be in an environment where it's, um, again, at this stage of my career where it's, I'm, I'm, I have to surrender that to somebody else. Can you please give me a 2% increase? No. Like, I'm going to bring more value. I'm going to increase my contribution. I'm going to sharpen my skills. I'm going to gain more wisdom. I'm going to get better at whatever I'm doing, and the market will pay more for that. And so, and I'm not going to let somebody else control that, okay? That's the stage I'm at. You may be at a totally different stage. And and so, so I control, you guys, I got no salary. Like nobody's paying me anything. The only way I make money is if the market wants what I've got or what I'm creating. And so the way I'm growing that is I'm looking at, well, what does the market need? 
And how do I reach more people? What wisdom do I have? What skills do I have? What value can I bring to the market, the clients? You could think the same thing. And how do I scale it? How do I do more of it? And we live in a day and age where, oh my gosh, the access to the internet, the access to digital tools, the access to data, the, the, the networking capabilities and different tools and platforms, the, the, the ability to, cr- to create a podcast, a video, a post on LinkedIn or whatever, a, send a direct message, a text to whomever is amazing. I mean, I, I did a keynote recently and in the middle of it, here I am speaking to hundreds of sales reps and this is just a few weeks ago. And I'm and I, in the middle of that, I'm saying, hey, if you want this deck, text this word to this cell phone number. And here come hundreds of texts. And guess what? Now I've got all these people's cell phone numbers and I've got access to all of them. And we're, we've got a system that asks, gets their name and number and different thing or name and email address. And now just in that one, like that technology is insane. That didn't exist five years ago, 10 years ago. We li- you just got to be smart. You got to be thinking, you got, how can I scale this? How can I capture more data? How can I direct message people? How I can send a text right now to hundreds of people and I can get them to move. And, and, and by the way, I want that to be tens of thousands. I'm building that. We're building that. So scaling is where it's at. You got to think through how do we scale this product? How do we scale this service? How do we reach more people? How do we do it more efficiently? Man, that is, that is so exciting to be able to do that. Okay. Those are five things that I've learned um, and, and really had reinforced in the last year. And um, you all, when one door closes or change happens, I remember doing an episode and writing a blog post years ago about, um, I think the, 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 the title of it was Just Jump. And I told the story about hiking Havasupai deep in the Grand Canyon here in the state of Arizona where I live. And, and this trail that we were on, it's a long, this is a long story, so I'll give you the real short version. We're hiking down this trail. We're deep in the Grand Canyon. We're backpacking. And the trail, in order to continue on the trail, you have to jump off of a cliff, a waterfall cliff that's 40 feet tall. I hate cliff jumping. Like, I know some people are into that. Not me. No, thank, no thank you. And, uh, and, but that it was like, okay, do you want to continue down the path? Do you want to see what's ahead? Do you want to gain access to what's what lies ahead? Or are you just going to stay stuck here? Or are you going to turn back? And that was a powerful, powerful moment for me where I, when I thought about the metaphor that that is, what, what the lesson to life that that taught me is, sometimes in life you got to jump. And it's a 40-foot cliff. And you really hope that water down there is deep enough to capture you. You hope you don't hit the rocks or the boulders on the side of the cliff going down. And so a year ago, I was put in a position where I, I, my toes were hanging over the cliff and it was okay. And, 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 and and the company I was working for, the firm was kind of like, yeah, give me this shove from behind. Yeah. We know you've been standing on this edge for a while. We're going to kind of help you. Boom. Jump. It's time for you to jump. And, um, and it's been awesome. What I've seen on the trail uh, since that jump has been worth every minute of it. So whatever that means for you, I know it doesn't mean entrepreneurship or jumping away or quitting. So I'm, I'm not advocating any of that. 
but I am advocating taking advantage of opportunity. I'm, I am advocating courage. I am advocating creation. I am advocating getting away from the addiction to a salary. I am advocating creating relationships. I am advocating understanding what you value most and seeing if it's aligned with where you're at and what you need to do to create more alignment. I am advocating creating and innovating and ideating and building, and I am advocating scaling. That's what I'm advocating. In whatever that looks like, whatever form that needs to take for you, I've gained at least a ton of insight of, of how important those things are. So I hope that's helpful to you. Leadin30.com. If you haven't checked it out, go do it. We've got the, um, the next group that's launching, but we're launching a new group every month or every uh, five or six weeks. Check that out. If Your ability to lead others is totally dependent on how much attention, time, energy you're putting into it. It's just like going to the gym. If you're, if you haven't been reading a book, if you haven't been taking a course, if you don't have consultants or coaches or mentors in your life right now, if you're not networking in a mastermind group, if you're not watching YouTube videos about leadership, if you're not doing those sorts of things, you are getting weaker as a leader because the market is changing. How to lead people today is way different than before this pandemic changed or started. Like it, people have totally different needs now than they did two years ago. And so if you're not keeping up, you're going backwards. And so lead in 30 is one tool that you might consider. Some of you have taken advantage of it. Some of you are in our February group. Some of you um, have yet to even check out the website. And, and by the way, if it's, if it's not lead in 30, do, do whatever. I don't care what you're doing, a book, a podcast, a, a, a course, a, a mentor, a consultant, a coach. Just make sure you're developing. Surround yourself with, remember the proximity uh, principle podcast episode with Tony Robbins a few episodes ago? The people you're surrounding yourself with that you gained access to are influencing or impacting your growth curve right now. And so whether it's lead in 30 or something else, just be doing something always to develop your ability to lead. It impacts every aspect of your life. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're doing well. I'll talk to you in the next episode.